Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three legs. Uh, yeah, you know the reference. Uh, oh, LeBron. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me take away What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Code, DC, UPenn's finest, and CB Culture Boy, Chris Culture. We got another good episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the defensive linemen in this year's NFL class. We're going to be talking about the Dallas Mavericks because something is going on over there, clearly. <laughs> and then we will be taking, we were doing a Take the Skyline segment on Luka Doncic as he's been under a lot of heat. Um, he's, I would, I would essentially say going through his Cavs in one phase where it's just like, I'm like, Oh, well, his team is bad, but you know, you, you got to look at the superstar. We're going to see where he stacks up with everybody else. And then we'll wrap it up with an NBA outro game. Guess the NBA player. I got my player today. Uh, but before we get into any of that, Danny, tell us how you're feeling and you can give us uh, your summits and plummets while you're at it. It could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about March madness. Now we're free. We are free from seeing a horrible brand of basketball, as you you might say. But I enjoy it. Um, that's Women's actually my summit. Is awesome. Um, that's my summit. Actually, stinks. the whole entire tournament, we saw upsets among upsets. If you were to bet the underdog a hundred dollars on every game, you would have made eighteen hundred dollars, and that speaks to March Madness. Um, honestly, enough people don't want to hear about this. Watching first take today, uh, they were ranking the postseasons in the uh, all of the MLB, all the mm. bro. Mad Dog put NBA five. <laughs> how that's that's an eternal L. Uh, Look, I, so I, to, I, how, I, how do you rank in front of it? But I don't agree. He put MLB one, which I, I think MLB is up there, but I don't know if it's one. No. Me and Danny talk about this all the time. MLB just has the biggest contrast between playoffs and regular season. Yeah. It's just the biggest yeah. jump. Now, don't get it twisted. Playoff baseball, that is something else. But come on, come on. It's not better than NBA basketball. Yeah, yeah, I think it's rough. Anyway, That's rough. Danny, do you want to give us your plummet and then we'll swing it on to Chris? Oh, my plummet is the Philadelphia Phillies so far. Starting off 1-5, uh, coming off of the – World Series run, and I just got a notification. The Phillies' home opener has been postponed to Friday, so uh, keep you in store to what is coming. <laughs> one more day of uh, being uh, one in five. That's rough. rough. Uh, but, yeah, Chris, how are you doing? What's the summits and plummets for today? Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's hump day, almost through the week, almost a day close to the weekend, so I'm doing good. Um I think my plummet is Sleepy Jill. Yeah, Joe's Sleepy Joe's Jill. Uh, Joe's wife. Uh, Jill lost me a little bit when she was trying to invite both teams to the thing. And outside of what everybody's been talking about, it's literally just the simple fact that winners go, losers go find something else to do. Like that's just how it's always worked. And I think to try to just, I think she kind of played into what the social media was playing into with kind of pitting the two Andrew Reese and Caitlin Clark against each other for more reasons than just basketball. So that's my plummet. I really hated that. That was my least favorite. 
my summit is old goat james last night pulling out a victory after playing terrible in the fourth quarter third and fourth quarter technically if you, you mean the last two minutes uh, yes no the whole minute, minute, the third and fourth seconds. quarter I, I hated his third and fourth quarter because for one eight didn't touch the ball enough in the third quarter in my opinion like yeah you can run stuff for him but if you're lebron you've said this out of your mouth you control the game you make sure you get it to him that's why i said that but i do like his uh overtime performance he sealed the game so that's my plan i'm happy about that they're tied for enough and tonight is the night and if ad and lebron don't play i seen your tweet tone i'm 100 with you if they don't play i will cause a riot i don't care about low management i care about getting an extra week off so we'll have to do the play in terms of that's my something all right i'm with you uh yeah, yeah. ironically enough i have a connection to joe biden joe biden yeah. taught my stepdad in high school wow she was a high school teacher in, in uh, wilmington delaware taught at brandy one high school tony uh you know wow. i don't even know if you know this but wow. yeah, she taught nah, my you never told dad. me about that. Well, that's kind of yeah. cool. Hey, right, yeah, told me about that. But uh, yeah, all good summits and plummets from you guys. Um, I would probably say my summit is Mr. Joel Hans Embiid, as he essentially has locked up the MVP. Uh, it, it, it is all but over. They simply just got to cruise through these three games. And my thing is, look, putting up 52 points on Luke Cornett and Grant Williams doesn't move me. Like, that's not what did it. It's the, it, it's the fact that Nikola Jokic, you lost by twenty one and played horribly against the Houston Rockets. A glory, hey, glory, yeah, oh, that's wow. Doc Rivers' game plan. Twenty one, can you do something for me? But, <laughs> but the Rock, come on, Jokic, Jokic, as as an MVP candidate, you can't be losing, can't be losing to the Rockets. Mike Malone said it. Y'all are soft. He called him soft. Yo. He said y'all want to do, y'all want to do that round one. Y'all gonna get bounced in round one. The path to the final goes through Houston. <laughs> I I fear I fear. Alfred so Sengun runs the West. <laughs> Greater than well, that's, that's a that's a play on uh, the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but all right, we're gonna wrap this up with my plummet, which I didn't have the ticker going the whole way, but I really don't care. This is how we open up every episode. We do not so care. This deal with. Yeah, like Mike Tomlin said. Uh, if I had to go with a plummet for the week, um, hmm, I think I'll I think I'll maybe swing it to women's basketball and the fact that I love that it's finally getting its light and that people realize this is a good like this is good basketball. Angel Reese is like Anthony Davis like gender gender reversed and slapped in college basketball averaging 23 and 15 Caitlin Clark is I promise you just just Steph Curry uh after one weekend with a California doctor and but the reason it's getting so much light is all the bad reasons like it they're so worried about these two players at the point it's come like y'all comparing them based off like white and black and it's just let's just appreciate the two best players in college basketball like they yeah. talk trash. Caitlin Clark's over it. Angel Reese is over it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard her sit, like what she had to say on the situation, but I'll assume she's over it. She won a championship. She probably don't care. But yeah, yeah. good, That's good basketball said, being brought care. up for exactly. We we saw good basketball. They talk their trash. Angel Reese came out on top, and you know, and Flaugé's. That's another Yo. some of mine. Flaugé's getting a feature with Lil Wayne. That's tough. So no, oh, yeah, Sonogo will be. In the NBA, that's all I know. Sonogo is tough. Yeah, he'll get the Oriaki treatment. He'll be there for three years, and he'll be playing in Romania after that. But he I'm with you there. But get that Oriaki treatment. <laughs> the t- he get that dragon. Be- he gonna get that <laughs> dragon bender treatment. Dude, Drag his ass out the league. Saying, streets were yeah. saying he was better than uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, I don't know why this is. Do- why is this doing this to me? What's doing what? Oh, there we go. Uh, it was still red for me. I don't know why. And I'm not cutting that out whatsoever. But here we are. We're that talking about defensive. Oh, I don't know. On my end, it was red. But we're going to keep that in because it's not really that much of a blooper. So we're going to be oh, talking about red. our defensive line prospect. <laughs> I love Cardi. So I don't have bust on there, but we're starting with it. Best believe. We're starting with a bust, um, and I usually let the fellas go first. I got mine today. I texted this to Danny on the train. I could see Tyree Wilson not panning out. 
Uh, he's got powerful hands, and he's a very good tackler. He's, like, very physical, and he can play either a 3-4 or 4-3 linebacker. Um, but he has, like, no bag, and he's not bendy. He's not really super athletic. Um, of course, you can teach a deeper bag. I don't know how much, how much more fluid you can get, but you kind of look like a D tackle. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, you 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 see what I'm saying. But Danny, I'll swing it to you for your bust. My bust, yeah, man. Like you got a lot of guys who will really have this high upside. I think the only sure thing, I'm gonna start with my best and go bust kind of here. I think the only sure thing in this draft is Will Anderson. Um, you look at the, the whole draft and you're just like, wow, uh, these D linemen have it's just Will Anderson, Will Anderson, Will Anderson, right? He, I think from the edge perspective, Will Anderson is the most sure. Um, yeah, so I, I dig that. I dig that. In, in that regard, for a team looking to draft someone, he is the best. But I'm going to say Jalen Carter is the actual best best because I think if if you don't care about legal situation and you think you can mold him into a good guy, uh, Steelers might trade up. I heard uh, try, looking to trade up to uh, eight if he's there. Um, That'd be baller. No, so yeah. th- this is kind of like Bryce and CJ Stroud where it's like Bryce is the best. Yeah, but I think we could agree like if we had to bet on one of these quarterbacks to absolutely pan out, it's probably going to be CJ Stroud. Uh, like there, yeah. there's a little bit, yeah. But uh, Chris, was were there any prospects you were looking at and you were thinking that they just won't turn up, like they just won't work out? Um, I think so. As I was looking, uh, I seen the name. I seen Miles Murphy name like between fifth best, eighth best, twelfth. Like I seen him in a lot of different places, and I think from what I've read up on him is like he doesn't have the explosiveness or the quick twitch, and I think. At defensive line now in the NFL, you need people who are fast off the ball, have the you know quick reaction and things like that. So I think if if all that holds to be true, I think Miles Murphy could possibly not work out just because of you know missing that explosiveness. Like I mean, you don't have to be four three speed, of course, on the defensive line, but I think being able to explode and get past blocks and and being able to wrap your hands around a running back or a quick quarterback like that stuff matters. So I think if it's anything like that, I think mm-hmm. Miles Murphy would be my pick to to maybe not work out. Yeah, and I'm any, any thoughts hit, on that? Hit, I'm gonna hit back on uh, on mine. Uh, I'm gonna get actually my bus is Brian Breesy sticking on the same team. I like um, it. I like it. I like it. He looks like a six foot six JJ Watt, except he's slow. Uh, he doesn't have bend. Mm. He's just this kind of like lunky guy. And if you go watch his highlights, he only does well when he's overpowering someone. He doesn't have any like footwork. Mm. He just kind of just mm. tries to overpower somebody. And as we saw in the first year, Jordan Davis tried to do that sometimes. And he's more of a beast than this guy, right? It didn't work. Yeah, and he and he's more like absorb double teams, just plug holes type of guy. But yeah. Breesy, you're not – yeah, no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So I think he actually has a really high bust potential. But if he starts to, like, develop a bag, goes to, like, an okay team, maybe the Eagles of 30, um, he goes late in the first or early in the second. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the right team – he could develop, but I just think his his bus potential is very high because he relies on his physical attributes and not his like technical ability. Yeah, and so with Brian Breesy, I think he would be a fine, like you said, early second, maybe mid second prospect. Like I think that's a good range. But I see a lot of people saying top fifteen. <sighs> let's pump the brakes and swing it back to Chris's for Miles Murphy. Um. I honestly think one of the like you said, like like Murphy's inability to change direction really fast could catch up to him, especially when trying to locate the ball and runs. And he's also got some pretty bad pad level, uh, but that's something you can work on. Uh, that's something you can uh, work on. But for the points you said, uh, I do agree. Danny gave us his best. He said Will Anderson. Um, Chris, do you want to give us your best, and I'll go mine, and then we could probably wrap around to like sleeper. Favorite, but Chris, I'll let you go first. Who's the best defensive line prospect in the draft? Jalen Carter. Uh, I think Jalen Carter is easily the best, and, and I think the reason why he's been pushed back. We all know why the off the off the field issues and, and all that stuff. But like it's like like we talked about in the draft. I don't know if you guys remember a long time ago, I was talking about Shaden Sharp, talking about how, about how good he was. People were talking about off the field stuff, blah 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 blah. I get that, but if you're there to play a sport, at the end of the day, it's what you're there to do. I think Jalen Carter is the best at what he does in this draft. 
I think that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, outside of like on the field struggles, like physically, there there's just like none. They're, they're like they're, like him and Anderson are two of like the most I think polished prospects in their respective positions to come out in a while, and I think both of these dudes. Thinking back to last year, I truly think they would have just went one and two, like like flat out uh, mm, over yeah. Walker. Maybe Hutchinson puts up a fight because he was really good last year. The hype was there for him, but yeah, I'm gonna go in a different direction. I know Danny. Danny, I don't know. He told me his best was Anderson. Oh no, he told me his surest was Anderson. His the best is Carter. You said Carter. Exactly. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna go Will Anderson. Um, mm. I like how quick he is off the ball. I like that. I like his bag of pass rushing moves um and he's also very smart i think he does a good job at being able to keep his eyes in the backfield see what's going on um if i had to give one knock on him i like he does light stuff up don't get that wrong but when it comes to trying to beat a tackle sometimes he uses too much of the speed and the athleticism and you know you know sometimes like he can't overpower somebody it's going to be a tough task against stronger uh, tackles in the league. But overall, that's that's definitely my best. Danny, do you want to give us a f- your favorite and then we'll do sleeper last? Yeah. My favorite in this draft, uh, it's a guy. He wears one number higher than TJ Watt. He wears similar colors to TJ Watt. And it's Lucas Van Ness. This man is a freaking freak. Um it's like six six, uh, he looks like TJ Watt was cloned, but like then they put HGH in his water. Like, <laughs> he, I, literally, literally, he's a uh, he, he's taking some he's got to be taking some stuff because this man is like a freak. <laughs> um, and I think he's actually the biggest steal. Um, he's, he's definitely like a steal in this draft. He's not my sleeper, but he's he's definitely like if you're gonna get him. He's the guy. Like, like if he's there in the second, he's not gonna be there in the second. He might, he might not even be there at fifteen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my thing is, I thought Van Ness and Breesy were similar in the fact they're both very strength reliant. The difference is Van Ness would bench press Brian Breesy to the moon. So like, he can be strength reliant for a little bit until he adds, you know, the pass rushing moves and all that. And I also think he's really good on uh, stunts. So, swing it to Chris. Chris, do you have a favorite prospect in this draft? Uh, I kind of would like to combine my favorite and sleeper, if that's cool. It's the same person. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you, you've done it before. You did it with uh, yeah, Richardson. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. I did, yeah, yeah. So, I'm yeah, so, yeah just, just combo uh, it. <laughs> um, Keon White is my favorite, and I, and I won't say sleeper, because I've seen him anywhere from four to seven, so I'm not sure how much of a sleeper really is. But, you know, Carter, Anderson – Van Nees, they've all been getting most of the talk, in my opinion. But from what I've seen, Keon White, he's an athlete and a big, explosive athlete from that. And whether you have him at – I know I've seen him at outside linebacker as well, but, you know, mostly on the edge rusher. I think as an edge rusher, he can be special if he gets the right coaching and is able to hone the athleticism he has and just the, you know, the, the raw skill that he has. I think if he can put it together, I think he'd be um, really, really good. So I say him as my sleeper and favorite. Like, sleeper being like he can be – as good as people think Will Anderson or Jalen Carter could be out this draft. That's why I had him sleep with me. He's my favorite prospect too. Okay. Showing a little love there. Um, mm. I was swing it to my favorite. I think Danny, Danny, I'm going to let Danny, can you take one guess who you think my favorite might be? Your favorite's Collage Kansi. How did you know? Because that is my favorite here. I, I usually put three strengths and I usually have three weaknesses. Here's mine for Kalaj Kanti. Strengths. He might have the best bag of pass rush moves in this class. He's very quick and he has strong hands. Weakness. Small. That's it. I, you that's know what it, it sounds it. like? But it's so Aaron Donald. Is that how you're thinking? Or... Um, pit, he's, I mean, he's coming out of pit. He's, he's undersized defensive tech, interior defensive lineman. Uh it just very sounds very familiar, and it just happens to be that Aaron Donald's at the end of his career, and it's kind of like history's playing out to repeat itself. You got one guy battling yeah. the league, and you got one guy who's like Pitt. It's like cool, throws a guy in, plug and chug. Now the thing 
with Cancy is that he's so small that he's like almost ineffective in the run game. It's almost like if you were to pair him with Jordan Davis, let Jordan Davis play obvious run situations, let Cancy play obvious pass situations, that would probably be like a disgusting duo. <laughs> that probably. So like if you were available at 30, uh, I'd I'd be very happy with the Eagles taking him. I don't know if he gets there. How happy would you be him. if the Eagles drafted J- Cancy and uh, our boy from Georgia? Nolan, Nolan Smith or Carter? Carter. <laughs> Any combination of the three? On ball, Bro, what if you drafted or, both? What do you mean? like Cancy and Carter. <laughs> We'd be unreal then. Look, I'm going to be honest. There's never, as years of an Eagles fan, there's no such thing as too much defensive line. And you know as well, there's no such thing as too much defensive line. There's no much thing, no such thing as too much offensive line. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw out my, my sleeper real quick while we're at it. Um, it is, uh, speaking of Georgia boys, is Nolan Smith, which I think he was, he almost got, a little overhyped for a second because he had the world-class combine uh, in my eyes. Now my, there is a knock on him. He is a little small for an edge rushing, you know, linebacker. Um, But I think he's the best bend in the class. Like he can really get under tackles and around them. He's too strong for tight ends to block. He's too fast for tackles to block. And he's super laterally, laterally quick. He's got ball recognition. He picked off Anthony Richardson. Yes, that is a, that is a strength, despite Richardson's poor decision making in college. But yeah, Nolan Smith, like like Danny mentioned, I, like I said to Danny, if the Eagles could land any two of Carter Smith and Cansey, um, that'd be my ideal D line draft, I guess you could say. But I'm also wishful thinking. Uh, Chris gave us his sleeper along with his favorite. So Danny, just give us a sleeper, and then we can move on from here. Yeah, my sleeper, like. Like I said, there's so many defensive linemen. This is very deep defensive line uh, draft. It's like the receivers for the last couple of years. Um, it's the defensive line and running backs are a strong point of this draft, and I think this goes a long way. Um, it means a lot of teams can build in this draft this year. And I guess my sleeper of this draft is the guy that you said might be there at 30, Elijah Kansi. If If he's there at 30 – um, he probably could be a top 10 pick. So I'll say, um, if he goes to the right situation, you're going to be like, we're going to be redraft. You're going to see the redraft videos. Oh, let's redraft this team. This, the, the redraft, the 2023 NFL draft, uh, Canty will be in the top 10. I guarantee that if he goes to the right team. I agree. I agree. If someone puts him in the right situation, he's going to be super baller. So, with the defensive lineman like, out the way, that was a super I'm saying super like 15 fun. sack season, 15 sack season rookie. type productive. Like at his not, peak? Not, not rookie. Like, like at his peak. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about rookie, but peak, I can see it. I can see it. And he's going to do it super efficiently too. I agree. So moving off the defensive lineman, we're going to talk some NBA action. The Dallas Mavericks have been absolutely uh, maverick crap uh, since they have traded for Kyrie Irving. Does that correlate? Is Kyrie the issue? I think we all can agree they they have no wing depth or wing defense anymore, and that's the obvious one. But if you had to look at one person, whether it's Coach Mark Cuban, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, uh, Dwight Powell, um, Chris, who would you say needs needs to hold the most share in in the Mavericks meltdown this season? Um, I'm gonna say it's it's three people in my opinion, but it's really revolving around one. Jason Kidd is the problem, in my opinion, and I'll I'll tell you why. On no successful team in 2023 should Reggie Bullock be starting at power forward and Dwight Powell at center. It's just rough to have that be your starting five. When you have a JaVale McGee on the bench, when you have a Christian Wood come off the bench, and I'm not saying that Christian Wood can guard great, okay? Nobody can guard. So now you should try to shift to outscoring people like you've done in the past. Didn't do it. So I think that's a big part of the problem. And like I said, if Dwight Powell's out there to be a lob catcher but can't catch, Reggie Bullock's out there to be a shooter and defend, but he's not making shots, it's almost like where are they out there for? And they don't have another place to go. 
because after those two guys, you got, I mean, on the wing, you have Josh Green, who's not ready yet. He's, he's, he's okay, but he's not ready yet. Jaden Hardy, who I loved out, out of the draft, he's just not ready yet. He, he's good, he's just not ready yet. They don't really have anywhere to turn. So then now you look at Luke and Kyrie as, as a big blame, and it's like Luke and Kyrie don't play defense. Kyrie's been in the league 10 years. He has never been a defender. Luke has never been a defender. So you, you, you're asking them to do something that they've never done. You're kind of like beating a dead horse in that sense. So I think Jason Kidd is the, the reason to blame because he hasn't made the right adjustments. Like if the adjustment is you need more scoring, you start Wood at the four, you start McGee at center, and you have a, a rim protector, and you have Dwight Powell come and be the energy guy. Just try new stuff. I think that Jason Kidd hasn't done enough trying. And also with the team that, with Kyrie coming in, they didn't get any wing defender. They didn't get any, any wing scorer. They didn't even try to go out and get a Terrence Ross. Even give Melo a 10-day, see if he can make a couple shots for you on the wing. Anything. They didn't try enough, in my opinion. So that's kind of why I, I, I think Jason Kidd is the, the blame. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting, right? You said Jason Kidd. Um, I think coaching goes a long way because Ky- Kyrie, like, as good as he is handling the ball, Luca needs to be bringing the ball up. Um, and maybe I'm crazy to say this, but Luca should be bringing the ball up, and he is most effective when he's not off ball. Uh, and I think that might yeah, speak yeah, to yeah. why that might speak to why they're they're having like inefficiency in offense. Um, they can't outscore people when Luca's slow ass is getting trapped in the corner. Like you saw this yeah, in the no, playoffs. Yeah. No, no. Tatum would hide in the playoffs. Sometimes in the corner, and I've visibly seen Tony get mad because he's like, "Why is Tatum playing off ball in the corner? Get your best player the ball, and let him make something happen." Yeah, and so much Tatum is a lot better moving off the ball, but it's a difference when you just sit in the corner and don't move at all. Luca just can't play off ball. He refuses to move. He'll sit on the wing and won't do anything. He'll stand on top of the key, don't do anything. I think the difference between Harden. And Kyrie and then Luca and Kyrie is that Harden fully embraced being a point guard and Kyrie fully embraced being a shooting guard. I think Kyrie and Luca are like trying to half ass be both. I think Luca's trying to be a scorer along with the main playmaker, and Kyrie's trying to be the main scorer with a little bit of playmaking. Like, just just cut it out, guys. One's the point guard, one's the shooting guard. You can't play defense. You got to make it work as efficiently as possible. Like, Luca, if that means bumping down, like if it means 25 and 12 a game instead of, you know, 32 and nine, so be it, dude. And Kyrie, I mean, if if you average 27 points and no assists, oh, well, you got to win the game. But ultimately, it is Jason Kidd's fault. I mean, we're looking, you have two of the best ISO players in the league, and I get it. It's so easy just to be like, Lucas turn, Kyrie's turn, Lucas turn, Kyrie's turn. That's never won basketball games, ever. And it's not going to win you a championship. That might get you a first-round series win if you could man it. Like, like I don't even... That just won't work, especially not against the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to run you up and down the floor. Like, Dwight Powell's going to guard Nikola Jokic? Are we serious? Fun fact I learned from the nerd sesh on TikTok. Did y'all know Dwight Powell is a top 25 scorer for the Dallas Mavericks in, in their history? I'm not saying pathetic. He's been, he been there like 10 years. I think he's been there like 10 years. Tim Hardaway Jr. is top 25. Luca yeah, is like seven. Luca's seven already or something like that. Mm. Like, what's a Barbosa? franchise. I got no clue. My I boy Derek Harper, Harper and Ronaldo Blackman, they got something to say about that. They're they're not they're probably like in the top five. Why well, I just I just really said some old ass dudes' names. Wow. But yeah, Yeah, not because so your your bag is unreal and I don't look forward to you <laughs> in the shit. outro game next week. But um yeah, Wait, I think so I we can all agree. Um, I one thing to say, oh one yeah, thing yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When I yeah, when I seen they were getting ahead. Kyrie, my thought was okay, Jalen Brunson. Kyrie. I'd say Kyrie's better than Jalen Brunson. They have, I think Kyrie's a better score than Jalen Brunson. They do it different ways, but I think Kyrie's a better score. But, and I looked at them like the difference was they actually had wing defenders last year. So even if the ISO game for Brunson or Luka wasn't working last year, they could get a stop. They could look for Finney, mm-hmm. to Finney Smith to get a stop. They can get an actual stop. Now, when the ISO game isn't working, it looks way worse when the shooters are making shots because they can't get a stop now. 
So I think a big portion of it is Jason Kidd, but I also think too they lost what they were fifth, fifth or seventh in defense last year, now they're like twenty third. Like if your offense doesn't move, but your defense goes from fifth or seventh to twenty third. It's impossible. It, it, it's literally impossible. So I think that's really big too. Like they just they can't get stops. And I think that you know even with the ISO ball, they don't have the same shooters to kick out to. Like they, they don't have like outside of Bullock, they don't have another person to shoot up shoot to kick out to. Luka Doncic isn't a great spot up shooter. That's why he has to have the ball. Like DC said, he has to have mm-hmm. it because he has to play make because he can't not can't but he's not a good uh just standstill shooter because he hasn't done it his whole career. I'm not blaming him for it, but just the fact of the situation. Kyrie has. So as DC said. He he should Lucas probably should handle the ball a little more in that because Kyrie's played with Brian, Kyrie's played with KD. Like he he knows how to just you know stand still shoot. I think that I think that works. Sorry, I want to raise that DC's point too. I thought it was really good. Then it kind of fed us what I was thinking too. Nah, no, no, you're good. Uh, it just oh, Danny, go ahead, Danny, go ahead. I was gonna say like you you can see the clear like you fall off to like what twenty third percent like you twenty you know, third in the league like you said. There's a lot of guys in the league that like. Just you can't do that and be successful. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of that, Luca can be compared to a few guys in our next segment on Take the Skyline. Yes, uh, that is correct. But right before we jumped into that, uh, Chris, you brought up a good point about Jalen Brunson. Per Tim McMahon of ESPN says, Mark Cuban is blaming Rick Brunson for the Mavs losing Jalen Brunson in free agency, saying, quote, things went south when the parents got involved. So Mark Cuban, not only fumbler of the scrub daddy, but inability to take accountability. <laughs> that that yeah. sounds like a, a a Drake line. Mark Cuban <laughs> blames everybody but himself every chance he gets. Like, like bro, like, like just have some. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark Cuban complains every single chance he gets. This dude tried to protest the game. He's blaming a dad for giving his son advice on what to play. What sense is This is what man? missing what out on the scrub daddy will do to you, man. Missing out it's on the scrub right. daddy. This you is gotta become the scrub daddy. Become the scrub daddy. Exactly. Exactly. You have to get rid of the stains yourself. You can't just make the stains be like it's the stains' fault. The scrub the daddy same, will buddy. forever haunt the Dallas Mavericks. Um, get, get tough organization. stains out. Exactly, and we're going to do a Take the Skyline segment featuring Luka Doncic. On his his biggest stain. So, uh, I'm not starting. We're not starting easy uh, because Luka is getting some crap right now. So, you know, we got to make some clickbait, of course, guys. Um, I got five players right here that I think are very comparable. Um, Luka Doncic or Damian Lillard. Mind you, this season. Just throwing that out there. You can go first. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear what Chris got to say. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm waiting on. I, I hate that I got to admit this. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's going to be Luca. I'm taking Luca over Dame all the time, this year, last year. And, it, and it's, it's, I'm, I don't know if we're giving reasons why, but the reason why, I think Luca, even with how bad his defense is, Dame isn't a defender either. Luca affects the game in a lot of ways when he's rolling. And when he's going, when the team's playing worth the F. He, he he affects the game in a lot of ways without having the defensive side of the ball. So I personally take Luca over Dame. I Dame's a better scorer. Luca's a better player. Simple. Yeah, when Dame yeah Dame's hot, one of the best scorers in the league. I'm going Luca Doncic overall, though he's had a first team All NBA season. Now Luca Doncic or LeBron James? I'm gonna let Danny. Danny, you have to go first here because I know Chris's answer. So we're going Danny first. Bro, it's LeBron. Uh, LeBron, I don't care if he's unhealthy. Uh, I don't care if he's on half a leg. I don't care if he's on three legs. Uh, Yeah, you know the reference. Uh, LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Three legs is crazy. (laughs) The third leg. Uh, But, yeah, LeBron James (laughs) – is definitely better than uh, Luka Doncic. LeBron James, when he's healthy, is the third best player in basketball right now. I like that. And we already know who Chris is going with. I mean, I, that, do, that's do his I answer every it? time. Man. Do I have to say it? Luka <laughs> is time. trying to figure out, and, and all jokes aside, I, I pick LeBron, but Luka's trying to figure out what LeBron had to figure out. When I'm getting all the blame, like I think, Tony, you said it earlier, Luka's on that first cash thing. Where they had a good year, they're having a bad one now, and that's all Luca's fault. So Luca, bro, he about to get to Miami. Figure it out. 
I, I want to <laughs> see Luca figure it out next year. I want to see what he does. But for right now, I still got to take Brian. For, for stuff like last night, like even even though he had a, a bad quarter, he closed out, not just with scoring, he boarded the ball, he made the plays, he really slowed it down and made the game work for him in his age 58 season. I mean, age 58 years. So, you know, I'm, I'm going Brian over Luca. So I I would go Luca here. It's just because when when LeBron is playing, he's really well. It's just every time he comes back from an injury, you know, it's that first couple games. He he's old. He's got to get into things. But Luca has been very consistent, walking you know thirty point triple double. I will go Luca. Um, they don't. They both don't play a lick of defense nowadays. But one of them, one of them's twenty three and the other's thirty eight. Luca, you gotta you gotta try a little right. harder. But I'll so- I'll rock when I'm here. Five years from now, Luka Doncic will be ending his contract, and Luka will be joining uh, his European pal. I've been saying that Luka. for years. I've been saying that for two years now. And, and when it happens, I really want – I'm going to go back to my Twitter and pull up all my tweets and with the timestamp. I've been saying that for years. Guess what? Yes. And guess what? They're all going to join Giannis in Milwaukee. Oh, no. See, I don't my, think that. So my <laughs> bold thing – my bold thing – see, where I think you're being a little bold is – why do you think Luca is going to be staying all five years? No shot. He's requesting mm. a trade by year like year two or three of his tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, tomorrow he demands a trade mm. this off season, and Let the brother will be today. a ball, and he'll be a Boston Celtic as we give out Peyton Pritchard in two seconds. Luca yeah. for James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> and bead uh, and bead and Luca would be so gross. It's so. Be- all right, moving on to our next one. <laughs> moving on to our next one could be a little polarizing one, I guess you could say. Luka Doncic or Kevin Durant? KD, any day of the week. Okay, okay, Chris? It's kind of hurt my soul to even say this out loud, but this year, since this year alone, I've got to go Luka over KD. I know it's gross. I know it's gross. I know, I know. I don't care when KD's been on the floor. When KD's been on the floor, he's, he's better than Luka, bro. Yeah, I got. I got to go. Luka I would go. Luka. I would go Luka Doncic as well. Kevin Durant, top tier, run from the grinder, top tier. You can't <laughs> no, second to Dame. Into him, man. <laughs> second to Dame. No, Dame's stuck in the grind. Sorry. No, Dame <laughs> running from the grind because he has no expectations. Lucky. He don't care about his career. He just like, Lucky, wants to be, be alive. He's happy to be Look, alive. Bro with that. Yeah. Look, bro's chilling. I I heavily respect it. Now, moving on to a this one's super hot in the Mavs Celtics community. Luka Doncic or Jason Tatum? It's Tatum. I'm going Luka again. I got Luka over JT. I know it sounds crazy. I think I had a different take like a couple of weeks ago or what we did take Scott on JT and Luka, but I think I'm going Luka over JT this time. Here's the thing, though. I'll tell you this. Uh, ahead, the thing that, that Tatum has done, he's taken that that leap his, his this year he's uh he's increased his consistency and here's the thing you saw the Celtics lost the first time in probably like 15 games to the Sixers when Kalen Brown didn't play um but they kept it close and the Sixers and the thing that Jalen Tatum just brings that floor up for the Celtics mm-hmm. he's like I, what he does for the I Celtics like that is one. so I like much. That one. I like that one. Tatum, I, that's really good. Tatum is the Celtics floor raiser, but you can't take the top off without Jalen Brown. I like that one. Um, I will be throwing, look, I'm going to go Luka for now, but when the Celtics win the championship, I'm throwing out disgusting agendas. I'm just going to mm-hmm. let y'all know now. Actually, no. <laughs> too bad. Next week, too, the bad Maverick, the the... To, uh, too bad the Celtics are losing to the Sixers round two. Yeah. Not gonna happen. I, 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 I'm so serious. I'm so serious. The Sixers will not be making the trip back to Boston. That series is ending in Philadelphia. Too bad the Celtics oh. are gonna fumble. The Celtics are gonna fumble their lead, and the, the Phillies gonna have their uh, their home court advantage. That's yeah. That's not happening. Uh, the Sixers are probably the most unserious contender I've ever seen. I'm talking straight out my ass. I'm just really mad about that game last night. But yeah, when <laughs> Luca do, when Luca doesn't make the playoffs, I'm throwing out nasty agendas. Uh, but for now, how, I how do you feel about thing. that end the N one three that didn't count? Yuck! That was a foul. That was a foul. One hundred percent a foul. Oh, like, Derek White. Oh yeah, that was that was rough. Yes. Was rough. Look. Oh, was my, rough. All right. And now the play, 
So I was mad last night. The play they drew up, it was going to be a pin down. Smart was going to get a wide open under the rim, easy lay. He got tripped. And then, you know, Tatum has to shoot up this crazy shot. And I'm just, they, said, bro, they, they, they said Tatum fixes Kobe. <laughs> Look, I watched a five minute compilation of Jason Tatum. Like not you specifically, but busting your favorite players behind. Like he's, he's statistically one of the most clutch players since he's came in the league. He's probably put up 40 on your favorite player. But, like, every time he goes on national television and has a slight stinker, it, it's over. It's it's so Yeah, over. but here's like, the thing. Derek White. You, you, you just made the case for why Tatum's better than Luka, but you still chose Luka. It's questionable. I chose Luka because he's an all-around better player. If Tatum's best thing is scoring and Luka's better than him at it, then, like, mm, he's a better mm. playmaker as well, even though the gap's not that wide, in my opinion. I don't know. We'd have to. I'd have to see what Jason Tatum were to do if he were in a situation like Luca's. What would Luca do if he were in a situation like Tatum? That's why basketball is so lovely. Uh, what's also lovely is this next question I'm about to ask: Steph Curry or Luca Doncic? This season, taking Luca. So I'm, would I'm you take Tatum, Tatum over Curry? Yep. Yes. Whoa. Yep. I think when Steph Curry's been on the floor, I think he's been one of the best three players in the league, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, he's just – look, like, I know the Ma- uh, the Mavericks already but with Luka on their team, but, like, what would the Warriors be if they didn't have Steph Curry right now? Is, they, Jordan, they were they were, is Jordan Poole healthy and is Andrew Wiggins back? Wiggins is back. Uh, Jordan Poole's in his um, – why did you give him that money face? Oh, that's not good. What How about Clay, bro? How about Clay? Is, is, is Clay it's in fake. the, oh, you should go back to Shanghai face? Yes. <laughs> you should have been playing uh, basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> what Draymond are we getting? Are we getting triple single Draymond or are we getting glue guy in your face Draymond? It's it's too many. Uh, They're both it's, really too <laughs> you, you, Bro, oh, but speaking of Steph Curry, did you Draymond, see what Draymond, Draymond said Green. last night to the ref? Well, Draymond, so Lou Dort got a foul called, like he got fouled, and Draymond and Kevon Looney were like, so Steph just got hit the same way at the other end of the floor. He's a four-time champ and a two-time MVP. Why can't he get that call? Respect to them, bro. Steph Curry got like riders on his team. Like that was real, though. Some real, some real Steph sexuals. If you want to be for real, though, Marcus Smart and Draymond Green are the same person with different font. Locate different, like different positions, but like they kind of just do, like triple, triple single, good defense, annoying. Marcus Smart to make a random three. Marcus Smart to be one for ten, then he'll make the. And Draymond one. That's, that's why I like. And Draymond won't. No, no, hell one, no. One, one series, just one series against LeBron. One series. Other than that, he'll hit the side of the rim every time, or he'll just stand still and hand it to one of the light skinned dudes, and they'll make it. <laughs> I don't blame him. One of the light skins. Uh, we'll go out on that one. One of the light skinned dudes. Um, Curry, <laughs> Clay, or Poole. Curry, one, two, three. Poole. He looked for one of them. Does DiVincenzo yeah. count? Does, does DiVincenzo yeah. count as like <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Lamb's D- DiVincenzo probably lived right next to Joe Biden when he growing up. He went oh, to Sally's. Yo, ooh, ooh. Cool thing. Speaking of DiVincenzo, yesterday I was running basketball at Tally. I ran into a football coach for Villanova's uh, football program. Pretty dope. We talked about uh, the DBs in the class and stuff. Yeah, it, it was dope. Uh, but we're going to swing this to the outro game. I got an NBA player, and then Chris and Danny are going to try to guess it. They have to – they essentially get 10 questions each. They got to build off each other's questions. Um, it's only yes or no questions. So, yeah, I got All my right. player in mind, and y'all can decide who goes first. Doesn't matter to me. I'll get it kicked off. Did he play in the LeBron era? Yeah, yeah. I'm yes. saying like is, I, from, I, I, from when I, LeBron no, was until now. Yeah, the yes, that is a definite, definite yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> is this player in the Eastern Conference? What did he play in the Eastern Conference? He did play in the East. Did he play in the Atlantic? He did play in the Atlantic. Let me see. I always forget my divisions messed up. That's cool. Ever since Danny asked that question the other week, I've been I've been kind of like I've been getting better with him. Speaking of the Atlantic, the Celtics going to wrap that up with a win against Toronto tonight. 
No, oh, Tatum okay, was announced okay. out. JB forty piece, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Um, did this player play for the New York Knicks? He did not play for the New York Knicks. Did he play for the Philadelphia 76ers? He never played for the Philadelphia 76ers, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's a Boston Celtic then, right? <laughs> uh, he is a Boston Celtic, and you asked two straight, so Chris has to ask two straight. Damn it. Okay. Um, uh, did this uh, – shoot. He's a Boston Celtic. Um, is this player Eddie House? I know it's really random. Is this player Eddie House? No, but that – I was thinking of him. I was thinking okay. of him. Respect Eddie House. Okay. Eddie House, NBA Finals legend. Is this player Brad Wanamaker? This is <laughs> – that's a great one, Danny. This is Pit not alum Brad too. Shout out Brad Wanamaker. That was my dude in college. Brad was Wanamaker, great greatest free throw shooter ever. And, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> uh, uh, was this player a power forward? No. I have another question too. Uh, so, was this player a guard? He was a guard. Yep. Okay. Did this player play before 2015? Yeah, like if you're asking, like he played years before that. Yeah. Um, is this player now retired? I want to say so. Yes, I don't think he's on a team. I believe he's retired, but okay. I could just be wrong. I'll, I'll just say he's he is inactive, okay. to my knowledge. So we're Good, at then. Okay. thirteen or something like that, or yeah, like yeah, twelve. Like yeah. Is this player Rajon Rondo? It is Rajon Rondo. Let's go! Damn, that's a good pull, Danny. Let's go. That's the goat. I don't know if it was that. Uh, I think the one thing that gave it away was he said he played twenty before twenty fifteen. I'm just like, I'm not gonna lie. When I think LeBron era, I don't know why one of the first people come to my mind is Rajon Rondo. Probably because he played because Rajon Rondo, bro. Because in the 2012 Eastern Conference Finals, I. I promise you, Rajon Rondo was the best player on the team. Not not Paul Pierce, not Kevin Garnett. And in the 2010 finals, if the Celtics beat the Lakers in game seven, I promise you Rajon Rondo was getting finals MVP. He was and, that dude. That's a and I want to add this about Rondo too, DC. What made me think about Rondo when you think about LeBron is a lot of the LeBron like almost highlight plays has Rondo in it. Like LeBron was blocked it off the glass, and Rondo went up and then did the behind oh. the back pass. That's Rondo. And then we have uh, it, it, it wasn't against the Cavs, but Rondo got to stop the ball on the floor, picked it up, dribbled again, and went and scored the layup. That's all during that time. And I want to put this in there too. My next two questions were going to be: Is this player Isaiah Thomas? Is he player Rajon Rondo? Those are the two players in my head. I was going to say it first because we said inactive. I'm like maybe it's it. Celtics then, point guards yeah. are stacked. Celtics yeah, always have stacked point guards. Rondo, yeah, Kemba, IT, Kemba, best No, it's weird. I, for years, Celtics, not all Celtics fans, but I was always just like, yo, just let Marcus Smart run the one. He's not going to take shots. Like, just, just you know, let him let him play. But yeah, I'm telling my kids, uh, Rajon Rondo was better than Chris Paul. Um, yo, uh, Terry Rozier, because he, he beat him in a fight at Staples Center. Yeah, Danny knows I wanted to keep Rozier. Uh, summer 2018. I also want the Celtics to get D'Lo, but imagine um, keeping uh Gordon Hayward over Terry Rozier. Hey, watch your mouth. Gordon Hayward was balling, and then he uh, broke his wrist again. He was averaging like 21. We had four players averaging 20, and then he broke his wrist. He was I think Gordon Hayward probably my, Gordon one of my least favorite players I've ever watched. Honestly, like, I don't even know why. I, I just hate. I hate the way he plays. Hate the way he gets if to you, spots. I just hate. I hate. If Celtics you ever watched Gordon Kyrie. Hayward. If you guys ever watch Gordon Hayward, if he gets to the elbow, he's not missing. Oh, it's going to go in. That's why I said I hate how he gets to the spot. Things water. And, yeah, and just it, remember. It like stops the flow of the game. Like, it's not real. Remember the Celtics fumbled Kyrie Irving. Just Kyrie fumbled us. But I will die on the hill. Kyrie Irving, the best version of Kyrie Irving was 20. 
2017-2018 Kyrie Irving, the year he didn't get to play in the playoffs. That that was the best version of Kyrie Irving. Most efficient. There's Mm. not a better version. Kyrie Irving was at his best when he's playing in the finals with LeBron. No. I mean – Oh, we switched. Oh, we lost – Oh, oh well, nice. I'm cool. Danny now. We're, hey, Danny, well, we're at the end of the episode, but what I was going to say was uh, no, <laughs> because Kyrie had several <laughs> Kyrie had several duds in those finals before the comeback started. Like, he had a game where he, he, had, had, he had a really points. bad uh, – I think it was game two where he had – I think he had like 10. He was like four for yep. 13 or something yeah, like that. He had, he, had, he had a bad one. He had a bad one. Look up – everyone knows that one year with the Celtics where Kyrie pulled out these – all these insane moves. There's this one. Everyone knows the one against Steph where he pump fakes, jabs, spins it, like hesitates, hits a fadeaway over him. He is the spin move between Brogdon and the other Bucks defender. That he was insane. He has a fake insane. behind the pa- – he's getting guarded by Hawks' Dennis Schroeder. He's doing – he's faking a behind the back. He puts it between his legs, catches it again when his right puts it up. Like, like if you look up Celtics' Kyrie Irving ball handling – it's it's the best you'll ever see. It is the best you will ever see. He is unreal. But with that being said, outro game, Danny got a win picking Rajon Rondo, Celtics legend. We obviously, man, keep showing love to the YouTube. If you like the if you like this episode, like and subscribe. If you're listening to this where you find your podcast, leave a five star rate and leave a download. Head on over to the YouTube. Leave us you know, subscribe, leave a like. Um, on the road guys, anything to say before we get out of here? Yep, on the road to 200. Uh, you guys got anything to say before we head on out of here? That's all. Yeah, I, I want to say, That's man, shout out to the Summit Boys again. We're back at it again. And also, boys, I want to say, shout out to the WNBA draft coming up. I know that's really random, but it's coming up soon. And shout out to the number one pick, uh, South Carolina Big, big, you should say big man and women's basketball, or big woman, whatever you want to say. Shout out to her. Come we'll say big, big don't say big woman. Yeah, that, that would sound we'll crazy, right? Woman. Yeah, but shout out to her. Uh, are, we, are we talking about Leah Boston or? Yeah, Leah Boston. Uh, Leah Boston, yeah. Shout out to yeah, her. She'll probably be yeah, number one pick. One. She's a baller, too. I know we've talked about Reese and, and Clark a lot, but I want to trust about Leah Boston, too. She's a, she's a baller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from APDC and CB. Summit boys, make sure you guys have a good one and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Let me take away.